Hello and welcome to another episode of the Evolve podcast. My name is Carlos Monteiro. I'm your host and founder of Evolve. On the Evolve podcast, you have an unique opportunity to listen to the conversations I have with experts and thought leaders from all over the globe, where we speak about digital transformation, management, future of work, and topics that are extremely relevant for the modern leader. Before we start, I'd like to ask you to tag me on LinkedIn or Instagram, and please, please let me know you're listening to Evolve. Now let's go to today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. Simfopay, still in, in Romania, packed week here with my good friend, Daniel Nicolesco. Daniel, thank you very much for this opportunity. Hey, look for the, thank you for the invitation, first of all. <laughs> Please. Uh, my hello to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So Daniel has a, an amazing experience. I checked his LinkedIn and he was a bit impressed that I, I was studying his profile. So he has a, a bachelor in uh, computer science from uh, in, in Bucharest. You can talk about this when uh, when you introduce yourself. Uh, he was also ahead of uh, Avangate, which is uh, w is a platform that was bought, correct? By, by Francisco Partners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he lived in the U.S. And now uh, he has also been the, the, the CEO, has held many uh, interesting positions in financial technology companies, PayU, one of them. Um, uh, has held many many positions within PayU, and today he is ahead, uh, one of the co-founders of SimfoPay, and he's going to be talking more about this. So, Daniel, thank you very much for 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 your time, and let's get started with some some content. So, I always start with the big picture. So, let's uh, start with uh, you know the, the big introduction. Just drop the bomb. <laughs> thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Yeah, basically I'm an engineer. I have a background in uh, computer science. Used to be a programmer. I was uh, learning how to build products from the engines room. Uh, later on, I moved more to management. I was managing few products, few platforms, let's say, online platforms all the time, mostly in payments. Um, I was part of Rab Antivirus, acquired by Microsoft in 2003, part of uh, Avangate, like you said, acquired by Francisco Partners in 2013, uh, and part of ePayment, another uh, product that was acquired by Nespers in 2010. And uh, at that time, I moved to Nespers with the core team. Uh, we managed to, to uh, develop the business in Romania, but also to have a deployment in Hungary, Ukraine, Russia, and Turkey. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, I moved uh, to, to BizDev and product management on the group level in Europe for PayU. And uh, since 2015, I moved from uh, online to brick and mortar payments. Mm -hmm. um, looking on the gap that is currently in the, from the technology point of view, the technology gap uh, between the online and uh, brick and mortar offline payments. Mm -hmm. We were amazed to, to size the opportunity of uh, developing, digitalizing, if you want, the, the payments at the POS. Basically being able to connect in real time customer, retailer and uh, the banks. Yeah. Basically, it's the, like we are used to say, is the only point mm -hmm. where the customer, the bank and the retailers meet together. Perfect. So we develop the middleware layer, which is uh, enabling all these uh, parts mm -hmm. to increase the engagement and basically convince the customer to purchase uh, much more often from the shop and use the loyalty products that the bank are offering for that particular context. Let's suppose that I'm uh, visiting a shop and the bank is willing to push the credit card. Mm -hmm to, uh, let's say, invite me to use the points or the uh, uh, products that banks is willing for me to use. Mm -hmm. So I can be uh, in a gamification system, if you want, mm -hmm. and retailer in the same time to, to make sure that is uh, connected to the transaction, is understanding my behavior, and basically is able to, uh, even more to, to offer feature, let's say, coupons mm -hmm. that are uh, uh, 
let's say, increasing the chances mm -hmm. for me to come back to his shop. Nice. Yeah, we um, we spoke. We we had a conversation prior prior to 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 the prior to I started recording because I also wanted to understand more about the business. What is it actually that you're doing? And my first question is. It's very clear for me the value proposition when you say, okay, you know, the retailer can can understand their customer and can, can provide, can can have intelligence and loyalty and be creative there at the POS. Uh, but what is the value for the bank, right? Because your main customer is the bank, are the banks. Yeah. That's that's your business. And 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 you're a middleware. So where is it that the banks they have a benefit using this software? First of all, to, to benefit of an opportunity, you have to be, to be present in the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the banks are using the, the payment terminals just in a uh, reactive mode. So mm -hmm. they are waiting for the payments to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometime at the end of the day, they are cutting the day, maybe they are analyzing the transactions. What if at the time of the transaction, the bank is able to push some payment options so they can increase the, the credit usage. Right. They can increase the point usage. Mm -hmm. And even more, they are able to push an invitation to sign up for a new product. Okay. So basically, when the, the customer is having the wallet open, mm -hmm. is in that particular point of the, the whole uh, shopping uh, cycle, mm -hmm. when he's comfortable enough and happy enough to listen to either retailer and the bank. So the one scenario will be the bank to use the momentum mm -hmm. to initiate a new sales cycle or to use an existing product, which is profitable for the bank mm -hmm. and for the customer. Or also another usage scenario will be for the bank to offer the, reta the retailer such technology so the retailer is able to generate more business with that particular customer right and eventually for the bank as well very good and now i see the value it's, yeah. it's, no it's clear and it's super interesting my question is um when we go to a brick and mortar shop like at also when i'm i'm, I'm paying it's the moment that i i just want to leave right i want to leave the shop as soon as possible so sure. that's that's when I, I, I finished like I to enjoy uh, my your journey new and I have yeah. to go home and my wife is calling me and whatever. So I have to leave the shop. Um, how is it that the platform interacts with the customer in uh, in such a you know smooth way? So so you can do this, you can have this interaction quickly and 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 and. You just let's suppose that you just bought uh, a, a superb new bicycle, mm -hmm. and you are uh, eager to try it and to enjoy the nature and to you know enjoy your purchase. Yeah. But the payment terminal is accepting your transaction. You bought with some loyalty points, and you are happy that you save some money. By the way, and as as a, a thank you note, the the shop uh, the shop can tell you, look, Carlos, thank you for your purchase. Look, you have ten percent discount for your next purchase here. Mm -hmm. If you are coming back within this within November uh, this month, that's not too bad. <laughs> and how likely is for you to need some additional products for your new for your new mm. bicycle? Yeah, a new helmet. I don't know some uh, clothes, mm -hmm. some accessories. So you know that you have a coupon, but should be used this month. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, we are increasing the engagement. Mm -hmm. The bank is processing more transactions. Mm -hmm. The shop is processing more business with you, but most important, the shop creating a re created a relationship with you. Got it, got it. So they looked in your eyes saying, this is for you, Carlos. Mm -hmm. And you remember all the time when you see that brand yeah. all over Europe maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are entering the shop saying, look, I have a coupon, and by the way, I just need a new helmet for my new bicycle. That sounds really nice. The question then is, I think we tend to forget. So how to, because I know, of course, I, when, I will remember of that shop, but uh, do you see collaborations with other tech companies that could, you know, uh, there are some folks that I know in, in, in Poland, for example, and they developed a loyalty uh, program that you can use offline uh, 
pretty much. Uh-huh. So you can have some push notifications and combine that to your system. That's a, that's a customer-facing technology. So basically, it's a front-end to the customer. But we're, what we are doing, we are in the middleware. We are yeah. facilitating okay. such uh, experiences. So in, in this case, the coupon is in the system. We have technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, once the customer is entering that shop, it's not necessary to have the paper because the shop knows already the coupon is in the system so the coupon can be redeemed at any time in any shop around the, Got it. the chain. Got it. Um, or maybe within the bank, in a cross-merchant scenario, the bank can run cross-merchant campaigns. Mm-hmm. So if you buy, uh, buy the bicycle from Intersport, yeah. you can have a, a coffee sh- uh, coupon for Starbucks. Got it. So you can yeah. have this sort of collaborations and yeah. Some some technology should be in place to facilitate such deals, right? Uh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. Infopay. Awesome. Um, what are the trends? I mean, I, I find it fascinating. And uh, when we, you know, we we heard a lot that there was the demise of brick and mortar shops, which I think is is bullshit BS. I mean, uh, there's never been a most important time to have brick and mortar sh- shops than now, in my opinion. But the experience has to be good, right? Um, has to be memorable. Exactly, exactly. So uh, what are some of the trends that you see nowadays? I, I saw actually a, a study from Colliers mm-hmm. International. They are doing, uh, it's offices. a real uh, office, real, real estate company, that the potential for growth in Central and Eastern Europe, especially Bulgaria and Romania for, uh, they call it modern retail shops, mm-hmm. is around 20 or 30%. Um, but they say modern retail shops, not boring retail shops. And I would like to, to, to have some, some high-level thought leadership from you, you know, in terms of what you see in terms of trends uh, uh, for retail shops uh, going further. Yeah, retail is, uh, the, retail is, uh, the retail payments are growing in Romania with 20-25% year over year. Mm-hmm. The e-commerce is growing 30%, so it's a bit more accelerated. The thing is that you have to be in this trend. Because not all the retailers are growing at this piece, mm-hmm. right? The, the difference, if you are looking back in 2000, 2005, a retailer was selling products. Right. Nowadays, a retailer is selling experiences. Perfect. That's the huge difference. Yeah. So once you understand that the customer is looking for experiences, mm-hmm. You are start building your business concept and your strategy around this vision. Mm-hmm. So once he's entering the shop, he's smelling, he's sensing, mm-hmm. he's interacting with people, mm-hmm. and eventually he's paying. Yeah. That's the point when he's about to leave the shop and you have to make sure that you are initiating a new cycle with that specific customer. Perfect. Can be a... 10 bucks customer can be a 1,000 bucks customer. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that. And you have to, you need to be able to understand in which context is the customer, context. Mm -hmm. I can buy a bicycle for me or as a gift. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge difference. If there is a gift, maybe I'm not a cyclist. But if if it's for me, I'm just starting a new purchase behavior. Mm -hmm. Accessories. Tires, yeah. I know, clothes, and so on. So you have to place me in the uh, correct and the right basket, mm-hmm. so to be able to offer relevant coupons for me. Perfect. And we are just facilitating such interaction. Nice. You said okay. Uh, in your in your business, what are the main uh, let's say in- indicators for you when you're looking at a a region, so to speak, or, uh, you know, if, if, to see if this could be a good fit, because I would like to also yeah. to, to talk about maybe regulation, uh, GDPR, the challenges in the distribution for your service. So what are some of the, you know, top uh, level indicators that you, you, you look to see, okay, this could be probably a good fit for us to, to start a conversation in a new market or like I was uh, saying, a, a, a first, a good start would be to understand if the is a if there is a customer-oriented market. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, not to sell products, but to understand the customer and be able to offer the right services, experiences, and so on. If we are talking about the banks, the a, a, a good profile would be a bank which is having also a loyalty or engagement program for the customers that they are willing to be integrated at the payment terminal, so at the point of sale. Uh, they are willing to, to promote the programs and they are willing to help the customer and the retailer to have a better relationship. Mm -hmm. That's a good profile for us to uh, uh, connect all these dots and facilitate all this uh, communication. So basically deliver engagement for both banks and retailers. Okay, okay, nice. Um, in terms of regulation, GDPR, for example, that uh, was enacted on May 22nd, don't yeah. remember. Mm -hmm. uh, 19th, I believe. Yeah, sorry? This May. So, yeah, <laughs> this year. How, how, how this impacted uh, SymphoPay and what was the impact for you? Or was it mostly with the banks? Um, not, not as uh, hard as expected, mm -hmm. mostly because working in payments, we are already regulated from a Visa and MasterCard perspective, so from the schemes perspective. Yeah. We are PCI compliant, so all the cardholder data processes are already secured, monitorized, and uh, let's say under certain processes, mm -hmm. documented. So it was not a huge impact on our side. We had to clarify how we are touching the customer data and how we are securing those data accordingly to the merchant or the bank. You have uh, Christian to help you here. Yeah, and we have <laughs> colleagues that are uh, supporting us in defining all these processes. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, and, and in regards to the dis distribution and in scaling your service, uh, what is the challenge there? Yeah, as a startup, that's the main focus, <laughs> basically how to scale the business as fast as possible. Uh, basically what we are doing, we are uh, focusing on the banks which who are willing to uh, increase the relationship and the quality of the service, services for their merchants. Mm -hmm. So once we are identifying uh, a good bank with this profile, for instance, Banca Transylvania here in Romania is a good profile. They are having uh, a credit card with installments without interest for the customers. They're having uh, loyalty points. All right. they, are they are focusing on retail as yeah. well. They were willing to develop new projects with us to touch uh, e-commerce market, for instance, to touch more specifically cash on delivery market, mm -hmm. which is a 4 billion market in Romania. Okay. Symphopay being the first technology who is trying to introduce card at delivery mm -hmm. in Romania. And working with Banca Transylvania and two other banks uh, are helping us to scale much faster than to sell directly to the retailer. So basically, once we are uh, delivering a solution for the bank, the bank is selling directly to, the, to their entire portfolio. So that's one of the growth engines for us. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, rumor has it that uh, Banca Transylvania is probably one of the one of the banks trying to have a different mindset. Uh, at least what I spoke to her, Sylvia there that I know, and yeah. uh, they are a bit more aggressive apparently, right? And or at least trying to be more innovative and in, uh, here in the region. Or the, being a local bank. The decision process is much, much faster. Mm -hmm. That's a huge competitive advantage for Banker Transylvania. And also, they managed to put a team in place which is able to listen on the market, what's happening, and be able to integrate immediately that specific need. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I discovered at Banker Transylvania. They are very smart in working with the market and monetize the immediate opportunities that they see. Also, Omer, their CEO, is currently building an interesting ecosystem. He is mm -hmm. building a lot of stuff like wallet, right, you right, know, yeah, loyalty, yeah. Mm -hmm. retail, cash on delivery uh, products and stuff like that. So basically the entire ecosystem is, is uh, expanding the market reach of Banca Transylvania. Very nice. And how do you see, because we're talking about banks and banks, uh, I've been listening to some podcasts and fintech and, and whatnot. And banks, traditionally, the bankers, what do you see it's uh, their, their challenge? Like, do, they, do you have a hard time to convince them 
we have digital banks coming here. I, I think Revolut, is that it? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's something new. There's a high adoption in Brazil. We have also a company that in a matter of years is now worth a billion dollars. Uh, do you think the bankers, they, they, they I don't think digital banks are going to disrupt the actual banks, but they are, they are going to be a, some kind of infra infrastructure. For you, do you see that there is a challenge to, for example, to present your uh, service for a bank and say, hey, this is the opportunity for you to touch the actual the end customer at the, at the POS? And yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good question. Basically, as, as I was saying at the beginning of our discussion, we are trying to provide the technology, the digitalization service for a new market. Basically, the, the car present transactions were not that, uh, let's say, digitalized like e-commerce and some other uh, industries. So we are somehow selling the feature for the banks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to understand, you have to, let's say, resonate with that feature and have the uh, courage yeah. to have that bold move yeah. as a bank mm -hmm. to enter to that feature. Okay. So from this perspective, it's not an easy step for any bank, mm -hmm. especially in Europe, which are the most conservative banks, worldwide speaking. <laughs> All right. But also, also mm -hmm. once you are convincing a bank mm -hmm. that could be a good opportunity and they are start seeing the, the benefits, the, the success is inevitable, I would say. What, what do you think, what would you say is the sales cycle so far? Like from, from uh, for first... That's first very off. painful, man. <laughs> Why are you asking that question? It's over one year. Cha just yeah. challenge. Challenge is the word. It's very painful. It's okay. very painful. We are not, we are not out of uh, any, let's say, um, we are not uh, out of the industry. Uh -huh. it's, a, it's a typical sales cycle within yeah, the yeah, banks, yeah. at least one year. Because we are we are connecting to the to the uh, payment host, it's part of the core business of mm -hmm. the bank. So it's a technical decision, it's a security decision. First of all, it's a strategic decision because yeah. as a bank, you are deciding that you will be using the technology to generate more value in front of your merchants. Mm -hmm. That's a challenge. It's kind of it's changing. a commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commitment for the bank, for the board of the bank, saying, "Look, we'll be using guys like uh, SinfoPay or whatever." Uh -huh to change the way that we are operating our uh, revenues. Yeah. So we, 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 we believe that using technology can increase the engagement and generate even more business with our existing customers or new customers. Uh, that's a statement. Yeah, 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 I know. And uh, that's interesting. The question then is like, do you, is, the, is your service would be a fit for digital banks, digital native banks as well? Our, our technology is a good fit for the banks, either physical or digital uh -huh. or whatever, that are willing to increase the engagement with the customer at the, at the payment terminal. I get that. And the, the reason, but in, yeah. in the digital world, uh, let's say, we are not focused currently to touch e-commerce and mm -hmm. the digital Revolut okay. card. Okay, but the, the digital Revolut card, they are not also... It, uh, they are more on the issuing business, ah, on the issuing part. Okay, yeah, the they are credit issuing. cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they are interested for their for their products to be used right. on the terminals that maybe SinfoPay is managing. So somehow we can facilitate a deal between Revolut and Banca Transilvania, let's uh -huh, say. Uh -huh. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> so we are in the middleware. Yes. So like we are saying, we are orchestrating customer yeah, payments. Yeah, yeah, super nice. We have to wrap up. And I would like to, 23 minutes, okay, it goes okay. fast, it goes fast. Okay. Uh, so I would like to understand what's next. Uh, it's, it's been really nice, so thanks. Uh, but what's next for uh, SinfoPay and also in the industry? What's your, what's your view? Uh, we'll be uh, focusing on, first of all, for the business, let's say we'll be focusing to expand internationally. That's our objective for the next year. Remember Biasa there? Biasa is part <laughs> of our uh, strategy. And uh, I mean to convince Biasa to offer us a good market to expand. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, also we want to be in the train, train mm -hmm. which is going to the new ecosystem where the customer is... Uh, 
let's say, defining the way that we are doing business. Mm -hmm. The retail is changing, so we we are uh, very focused on what's happening on the CRM business, on mm -hmm. the, in the retail, how the retailers and banks are changing the way that they are engaging with the customers, mm -hmm. and how payments will be a strategic component of their entire retail operation. That's our current focus for 2019. Very nice. Daniel, thank you so much. Carlos, thank you. Delighted to speak with you and I hope you, I hope everyone enjoyed. There yeah. was a, a lot of knowledge here. Yeah, Thanks. thank you so much thank and you, good man. luck. Thank you. for listening to another episode of the Evolve podcast with your host, Carlos Monteiro, myself. You know, it means a lot to me that you take your time and listen to the conversations I bring to life with some of our guests. I do my best to bring the best content I can on how society is evolving. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or iTunes and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm very, very active on both platforms and I make sure to answer everyone on those platforms. No PAs, no automation. Once again, thank you so much and stay tuned to our next episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Evolve podcast. My name is Carlos Monteiro. I'm your host and founder of Evolve. On the Evolve podcast, you have an unique opportunity to listen to the conversations I have with experts and thought leaders from all over the globe, where we speak about digital transformation, management, future of work, and topics that are extremely relevant for the modern leader. Before we start, I'd like to ask you to tag me on LinkedIn or Instagram, and please, please let me know you're listening to Evolve. Now let's go to today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. Sinfopay is still in, in Romania, packed week here with my good friend, Daniel Nicolesco. Daniel, thank you very much for this opportunity. Hey, look for the, thank you for the invitation, first of all. <laughs> Please. Uh, my hello to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So Daniel has a, an amazing experience. I checked his LinkedIn and he was a bit impressed that I, I was studying his profile. So he has a, a bachelor in uh, computer science from uh, in, in Bucharest. You can talk about this when uh, when you introduce yourself. Uh, he was also ahead of uh, Avangate, which is uh, is a platform that was bought, correct? By, by Francisco uh, Partners. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and he lived in the U.S. and now uh, he has also been the the, the CEO. Has held many uh, interesting positions in financial technology companies. PayU, one of them. Um, uh, has held many many positions within PayU, and today he is ahead, uh, one of the co-founders of Simple Pay, and he's going to be talking more about this. So, Daniel, thank you very much for 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 your time, and let's get started with some some content. So, I always start with the big picture. So, let's uh, start with uh, you know the, the big introduction. Just drop the bomb. <laughs> thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Yeah, basically, I'm an engineer. I have a background in uh, computer science. Used to be a programmer. I was uh, learning how to build products from the engines room. Uh, later on, I moved more to management. I was managing few products, few platforms, let's say, online platforms all the time, mostly in payments. Um, I was part of Rab Antivirus, acquired by Microsoft in 2003, part of uh, Avangate, like you said, acquired by Francisco Partners in 2013, uh, and part of ePayment, another uh, product that was acquired by Nespers in 2010. And uh, at that time, I moved to Nespers with the core team. Uh, we managed to, to uh, develop the business in Romania, but also to have a deployment in Hungary, Ukraine, Russia, and Turkey. Mm -hmm. 
later on, I moved uh, to, to BizDev and product management on the group level in Europe for PayU. And uh, since 2015, I moved from uh, online to brick and mortar payments. Mm -hmm. Um, looking on the gap that is currently in the, from the technology point of view, the technology gap uh, between the online and uh, brick and mortar offline payments, mm -hmm. we were amazed to, to size the opportunity of uh, developing, digitalizing, if you want, the, the payments at the POS, basically being able to connect in real time customer, retailer and uh, the banks. Yeah. Basically, it's the like we are used to say, is the only point mm -hmm. where the customer, the bank and the retailers meet together. Perfect. So we develop the middleware mm -hmm. layer, which is uh, enabling all these uh, parts mm -hmm. to increase the engagement and basically convince the customer to purchase uh, much more often from the shop and use the loyalty products that the bank are offering for that particular context. Let's suppose that I'm uh, visiting a shop and the bank is willing to push the credit card mm -hmm. to, uh, let's say, invite me to use the points or the uh, uh, products that banks is willing for me to use mm -hmm. so I can be uh, in a gamification system, if you want, mm -hmm. and retailer in the same time to, to make sure that is uh, connected to the transaction, is understanding my behavior, and basically is able to uh, even more to, to offer feature, let's say, coupons mm -hmm. that are, uh, uh, let's say, increasing the chances mm -hmm. for me to come back to his shop. Nice. Yeah, we, um, we spoke, we, we had a conversation prior, prior to, to, to the, prior to I started recording because I also wanted to understand more about the business, what is it actually that you're doing? And my first question is, it's very clear for me the value proposition when you say, okay, you know, the retailer can can understand their customer and can, can provide, can, can have intelligence and loyalty and be creative there at the POS. Uh, but what is the value for the bank, right? Because your main customer is the bank, are the banks. Yeah. That's that's your business and, and, and you're a middleware. So, where is it that the banks, they have a benefit using this software? First of all, to, to benefit of an opportunity, you have to be, to be present in the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the banks are using the, the payment terminals just in a, a reactive mode. So mm -hmm. they are waiting for the payments to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometime at the end of the day, they are cutting the day, maybe they are analyzing the transactions. What if at the time of the transaction, the bank is able to push some payment options so they can increase the, the credit usage, right. they can increase the point usage, mm -hmm. and even more, they are able to push an invitation to sign up for a new product. Okay. So basically, when the, the customer is having the wallet open, mm -hmm. is in that particular point of the, the whole uh, shopping uh, cycle mm -hmm. when he's comfortable enough and happy enough to listen to either retailer and the bank. So the one scenario will be the bank to use the momentum mm -hmm. to initiate a new sales cycle or to use an existing product which is profitable for the bank mm -hmm. and for the customer. Or also another usage scenario will be for the bank to offer the, reta the retailer such technology so the retailer is able to generate more business with that particular customer right. and eventually for the bank as well. Very good. And now I see the value. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's clear. And it's super interesting. My question is, um, when we go to a brick and mortar shop, like at also when I'm, I'm, I'm paying, it's the moment that I, I just want to leave, right? I want to leave the shop as soon as possible. So sure. that's, that's when I, I, I finished like I, to I, enjoy my your journey new and I have yeah. to go home and my wife is calling me and whatever. So I have to leave the shop. Um, how is it that the platform interacts with the customer in, uh, in such a you know, smooth way so 
so you can do this you can have this interaction quickly and 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 you just let's suppose that you just bought a, a, a superb new bicycle mm -hmm. and you are uh, eager to try it and to enjoy the nature and to you know enjoy your purchase but the payment terminal is accepting your transaction. You bought with some loyalty points and you are happy that you save some money, by the way. And as, as a, a thank you note, the, the, shop, uh, the shop can tell you, look, Carlos, thank you for your purchase. Look, you have 10% discount for your next purchase here. Mm -hmm. If you are coming back within, this, within November, uh, this month. That's not too bad. <laughs> and how likely is for you to need some additional products for your new, for your new mm -hmm. bicycle? Yeah. A new helmet, I don't know, some uh, clothes, mm -hmm. some accessories. So you know that you have a coupon, but should be used this month. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically we are increasing the engagement. Mm -hmm. The bank is processing more transactions. Mm -hmm. The shop is processing more business with you. But most important, the shop creating a created a relationship with you. Got it. Got it. So they looked in your eyes saying, this is for you, Carlos. Mm -hmm. And you remember all the time when you see that brand yeah. all over Europe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are entering the shop saying, look, I have a coupon. And by the way, I just need a new helmet for my new bicycle. That sounds really nice. The question then is, I think we tend to forget. So how to... Because I know, of course, I, when, I will remember of that shop, but uh, do you see collaborations with other tech companies that could, you know, uh, there are some folks that I know in, in, in Poland, for example, and they developed a loyalty uh, program that you can use offline uh, pretty much. Uh -huh. So you can have some push notifications and combine that to your system. That's a, that's a customer facing technology. So basically it's a front end to the customer, but what we are doing, we are in the middle where we are yeah. facilitating okay. such uh, experiences. So in, in this case, the coupon is in the system. We have technology. Mm -hmm. And uh, once the customer is entering that shop, it's not necessary to have the paper because the shop knows already the coupon is in the system so the coupon can be redeemed at any time in any shop around the, Got it. the chain. Got it. Um, or maybe within the bank, in a cross-merchant scenario, the bank can run cross-merchant campaigns. Mm -hmm. So if you buy, uh, buy the bicycle from Intersport, yeah. you can have a, a coffee uh, coupon for Starbucks. Got it. So you can yeah. have this sort of collaborations and yeah. Some some technology should be in place to facilitate such deals, right? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. InfoPay. Awesome. Um, what are the trends? I mean, I, I find it fascinating. And uh, when we, you know, we we heard a lot that there was the demise of brick and mortar shops, which I think is is bullshit BS. I mean, uh, there's never been a most important time to have brick and mortar shop, shops than now, in my opinion. But the experience has to be good, right? Um, has to be memorable. Exactly, exactly. So uh, what are some of the trends that you see nowadays? I, I saw actually a, a study from Colliers mm -hmm. International. They are doing, uh, it's offices. a real uh, office, a real, real estate company, that the potential for growth in Central and Eastern Europe, especially Bulgaria and Romania for, uh, they call it modern retail shops, mm -hmm. is around 20 or 30%. Um, but they say modern retail shops, not boring retail shops. And I would like to, to, to have some, some high-level thought leadership from you, you know, in terms of what you see in terms of trends uh, uh, for retail shops uh, going further. Yeah, retail is, uh, the, retail is, uh, the retail payments are growing in Romania with 20, 25% year over year. Mm -hmm. The e-commerce is growing 30%, so it's a bit more accelerated. The thing is that you have to be in this trade because not all the retailers are growing at this piece, mm -hmm. right? The, the difference, if you are looking back in 2000, 2005, a retailer was selling products. Right. Nowadays, a retailer is selling experiences. Perfect. That's the huge difference. Yeah. So once you understand that the customer is looking for experiences, mm -hmm you are start building your business concept and your strategy around 
this vision. Mm-hmm. So once he's entering the shop, he's smelling, he's sensing, mm-hmm. he's interacting with people, mm-hmm. and eventually he's paying. Yeah. That's the point when he's about to leave the shop and you have to make sure that you are initiating a new cycle with that specific customer. Perfect. Can be a 10 bucks customer, mm-hmm. can be a 1,000 bucks customer. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that. And you have to, you need to be able to understand in which context is the customer, context. Mm-hmm. I can buy a bicycle for me or for as a gift. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge difference. If there is a gift, maybe I'm not a cyclist, yeah. but yeah. If, if it's for me, I'm just starting a new purchase behavior. Mm-hmm. Accessories, tires, yeah. I know, clothes and so on. So you have to place me in the uh, correct and the right basket mm-hmm. so to be able to offer relevant coupons for me. Perfect. And we are just facilitating such interaction. Nice. You said, okay, uh, in your in your business, what are the main uh, let's say in, indicators for you when you're looking at a, a region, so to speak, or uh, you know if, to see if this could be a good fit? Because I would like to also yeah. to to talk about maybe regulation, uh, GDPR, the challenges in the distribution for your service. So, what are some of the you know top uh, level indicators that you, you you look to see? Okay, this could be probably a good fit for us to, to start a conversation in a new market or, yeah. Like I was uh, saying, a, a, a first, a good start would be to understand if, the, is a, if there is a customer-oriented market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to sell products, but to understand the customer and be able to offer the right services, experiences, and so on. If we are talking about the banks, the a, a, a good profile would be a bank which is having also a loyalty or engagement program for the customers that they are wi- willing to be integrated at the payment terminal so at the point of sale uh, they are willing to, to promote the programs and they are willing to help the customer and the retailer to have a better relationship mm-hmm. that's a good profile for us to uh, uh, connect all these dots and facilitate all this uh, communication. So basically deliver engagement for both banks and retailers. Okay, okay, nice. Um, In terms of regulation, GDPR, for example, that uh, was enacted on May 22nd, don't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, sorry? This May. Yeah, (laughs) this year. How 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 this impacted uh, Symphopay and what was the impact for you? Or what was it mostly with the banks? Um, not not as uh, hard as expected. Mm-hmm. Mostly because uh, working in payments, we are already regulated from uh, Visa and Mastercard perspectives so or from, from the schemes perspective. Yeah. We are PCI uh, compliant, so all the uh, cardholder data processes are already secured, monit- monitorized, and uh, let's say under certain processes, mm-hmm. documented. So it was not a huge impact on our side. We had to clarify how we are touching the customer data and how we are securing those data accordingly to the merchant or the bank. You have uh, Christian to help you here. Yeah, and we have <laughs> colleagues that are uh, supporting us in defining all these processes. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, and, and in regards to the dis- distribution and in scaling your service, uh, what is the challenge there? Yeah, as a startup, that's the main focus, <laughs> basically, how to scale the business as fast as possible. Uh, basically, what we are doing, we are uh, focusing on the banks, which who are willing to uh, increase the relationship and the quality of the service, services for their merchants. Mm-hmm. So once we are identifying uh, a good bank with this profile, for instance, Banca Transylvania here in Romania is a good profile. They are having uh, a credit card with installments without interest for the customers. They're having uh, loyalty points. All right. they, are t- they are focusing on retail as yeah. well. They were willing to develop new projects with us to touch uh, e-commerce market, for instance, to touch more specifically cash on delivery market, mm-hmm. which is a 4 billion market in Romania. Okay. Symphofay being the first technology who is trying to introduce card delivery mm-hmm. in Romania. And 
working with Banca Transylvania and two other banks uh, are helping us to scale much faster than to sell directly to the retailers. So basically, once we are uh, delivering a solution for the bank, the bank are, is selling directly to, the, to their entire portfolio. So that's one of the growth engines for us. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, rumor has it that uh, Banca Transylvania is probably one of the one of the banks trying to have a different mindset. Uh, at least what I spoke to there's Sylvia there that I know, and yes. uh, they are a bit more aggressive apparently, right? And or at least trying to be more innovative and in, uh, here in the region. Or the, being a local bank. The decision process is much, much faster. Mm -hmm. That's a huge competitive advantage for Banker Transylvania. And also, they managed to put a team in place which is able to listen on the market, what's happening, and be able to integrate immediately that specific need. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I discovered at Banca Transylvania. They are very smart in working with the market and monetize the immediate opportunities that they've seen. Also, Omer, their CEO, is currently building an interesting ecosystem. He is mm -hmm. building a lot of stuff like wallet, right, you right, know, right, yeah, loyalty, yeah. Mm -hmm, retail, mm -hmm. cash on delivery uh, products and stuff like that. So basically the entire ecosystem is, is uh, expanding the market reach of Banca Transylvania. Very nice. And how do you see, because we're talking about banks and banks, uh, I've been listening to some podcasts and fintech and, and whatnot. And banks, traditionally, the bankers, what do you see it's uh, their, their challenge? Like, do, they, do you have a hard time to convince them? We have digital banks coming here. I, I think Revolut, is that it? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's something new. There's a high adoption in Brazil. We have also a company that in a matter of years is now worth a billion dollars. Uh, do you think the bankers, they, they, they st I don't think digital banks are going to disrupt the actual banks but they are, they are going to be some kind of infra infrastructure. For you, do you see that there is a challenge to, for example, to present your uh, service to, for a bank and say, hey, this is the opportunity for you to touch the actual the end customer at the, at the POS? And yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good question. Basically, as, as I was saying at the beginning of our discussion, we are trying to provide the technology, the digitalization service for a new market. Basically, the, the current present transactions were not that, uh, let's say, digitalized like e-commerce and some other uh, industries. So we are somehow selling the feature for the banks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to understand, you have to, let's say, resonate with that feature and have the uh, courage yeah. to have that bold move Yep. as a bank mm -hmm. to enter to that feature. Okay. So from this perspective, it's not an easy step for any bank, mm -hmm. especially in Europe, which are the most conservative banks, worldwide speaking. <laughs> All right. But also, also mm -hmm. once you are convincing a bank mm -hmm. that could be a good opportunity and they are start seeing the, the benefits, the, the success is inevitable, I would say. What, what do you think, what would you say is the sales cycle so far? Like from, from uh, for first. That's first very off. painful, man. <laughs> Why are you asking that question? It's over one year. Cha just yeah. challenge. Challenge is the word. It's very yeah. painful. It's okay. very painful. We are not, we are not out of uh, any, let's say, um, we are not uh, out of the industry. Uh -huh. it's, a, it's a typical sales cycle within yeah, the yeah, banks, yeah. at least one year. Because we are we are connecting to the to the uh, payment host, it's part of the core business of mm -hmm. the bank. So it's a technical decision, it's a security decision. First of all, it's a strategic decision because yeah. as a bank, you are deciding that you will be using the technology to generate more value in front of your merchants. Mm -hmm. That's a challenge. It's kind of it's changing. a commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commitment for the bank, for the board of the bank, saying, "Look, we'll be using guys like uh, Symphopay or whatever." Uh -huh to change the way that we are operating our uh, revenues. Yeah. So we, 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 we believe that using technology can increase the engagement and generate even more business with our existing customers or new customers. 
that's a statement. Yeah, 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 I know. And uh, that's interesting. The question then is like, do you, is, the, is your service would be a fit for digital banks, digital native banks as well? Our, our technology is a good fit for the banks, either physical or digital uh, or whatever, that are willing to increase the engagement with the customer at the, at the payment terminal. I get that. And the, the reason, but in, yeah. in the digital world, uh, let's say, we are not focused currently to touch e-commerce and mm -hmm. the digital Revolut okay. cards. Okay, but the, the digital Revolut card, they are not also... Uh, they are more on the issuing business, ah, on the issuing part. Okay, yeah, the they are credit issuing. cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they are interested for their for their products to be used right. on the terminals that maybe Sinfopay is managing. So somehow we can facilitate a deal between Revolut and Banca Transilvania, let's uh -huh, say. Uh -huh. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> so we are in the middleware. Yes. So like we are saying, we are orchestrating customer yeah, payments. Yeah, yeah, super nice. We have to wrap up. And I would like to, 23 minutes, okay, it goes okay. fast, it goes fast. Okay. Uh, so I would like to understand what's next. Uh, it's, it's been really nice, so thanks. Uh, but what's next for uh, Symphopay and also in the industry? What's your, what's your view? Uh, we'll be uh, focusing on, first of all, for the business, let's say we'll be focusing to expand internationally. That's our objective for the next year. Remember Biasa there? Biasa is part <laughs> of our strategy. And uh, I mean to convince Biasa to offer us a good market to expand. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, also we want to be in the trend, train, mm -hmm. which is going to the new ecosystem where the customer is uh, let's say, defining the way that we are doing business. Mm -hmm. The retail is changing, so we'll, we are uh, very focused on what's happening on the CRM business, on mm -hmm. the, in the retail, how the retailers and banks are changing the way that they are engaging with the customers, mm -hmm. and how payments will be a strategic component of their entire retail operation. That's our current focus for 2019. Very nice. Daniel, thank you so much. Carlos, thank you. Delighted to speak with you and I hope you, I hope everyone enjoyed. There yeah. was a, a lot of knowledge here. Yeah, Thanks. thank you so much thank and you, good man. luck. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Evolve podcast with your host Carlos Monteiro myself you know it means a lot to me that you take your time and listen to the conversations I bring to life with some of our guests I do my best to bring the best content I can on how society is evolving make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or iTunes and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn I'm very very active on both platforms and I make sure to answer everyone on those platforms. No PAs, no automation. Once again, thank you so much and stay tuned to our next episode. Thank you.